Hey, welcome to Maceway. Glad y'all are here. Happy Easter. Christ is risen. And we're very glad for uh, the opportunity to celebrate with you guys tonight. Thanks for bringing food, folks. I know we're still clambering in, so grab uh, uh, some of your uh, song sheets. Grab uh, some to drink if you like before you sit down. The uh, liturgy and songs will be a little shorter tonight so we can get to the great food y'all have brought. But um, first we want to take some time to go through the Liturgy of Light, which is a traditional Easter liturgy from the Book of Common Prayer. And uh, so we're going to start off with a praise song, uh, Praise to the Lord. It's an Appalachian kind of Celtic version uh, that uh, Julie Miller's written for us. So uh, once you all get a seat, grab some uh, lyrics and stuff, we'll uh, get into this. And... uh, Really glad to have Dale Baker and Sarah Busman, Tim Carlos with us, Mark doing some sound for us. Uh, we're very grateful for it. So, uh, anyway, join us, if you will. Father who gave 
blessed Son, praise to the Son, and for sinners has come, praise to the Spirit who Jesus has sent, praise to the Lord, praise to the Lord, amen, 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 one more Well, happy Easter. Welcome. Uh, we'll have a more formal greeting in a second, but I'm here to uh, start us off by doing the, the Liturgy of the Light. For those of you that were with us on the Maundy Thursday service, um, you'll remember that at the end of the Maundy Thursday service, we kind of, uh, because we weren't going to meet again till Easter, we kind of mixed together both the Maundy Thursday celebration of the table, the last taking of the table where we took uh, bitter herbs together in uh, celebration of kind of the last supper shared by Jesus and the disciples before his crucifixion. Um, and then at the end of that service, we also kind of mixed it together with usually what's a Good Friday service, where we did a little bit of a tenenbrae service where you leave in darkness and we extinguished the Christ candle at the end of that service, uh, recognizing that Christ was entering into the passion of the weekend, to the, walking the road to the cross and on his way toward uh, both death, but also resurrection on this day. Um, but to start out with the Liturgy of the Light, which we'll be doing together in just a second, um, there's a reading that goes along with that, and this is the classic Easter reading from John chapter 20. So listen, if I can juggle all these things at the same time. This is John chapter 20, 1 through 18. Now early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to, went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. So she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one Jesus loved, and said, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where they have put him. So Peter and the other disciple started for the tomb. Both were running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent over and looked into the strips of linen lying there, but did not go in. Then Simon Peter, who was behind him, arrived and went into the tomb. He saw the strips of linen lying there, as well as the burial cloth that had been around Jesus' head. The cloth was folded up by itself, separate from the linen. Finally, the other disciple, who had reached the tomb first, also went inside. He saw and believed. They still did not understand from the scripture that Jesus had to rise from the dead, however. Then the disciples went back to their homes, but Mary stood outside the tomb crying. She wept. And as she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb and saw two angels in white seated where Jesus' body had been laid, one at the head and other at the foot. And they asked her, Woman, why are you crying? She said, They have taken my Lord away, and I don't know where they have put him. At this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not realize that it was Jesus. Woman, he said, why are you crying? Who is it that you're looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him, and I will get him. Then Jesus, looking at her, said, Mary, she turned toward him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. 
Jesus said, Do not hold on to me, for I have not yet returned to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them, I am returning to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that, she had seen these th- that he had said these things to her. Now, if you'll take a look at your Liturgy of Light, the Easter Liturgy of Light, we'll be reading this together. Once again, as usual, your parts are in bold. Um, it almost looks like italics there as well, but in bold. So join me in the Liturgy of Light. Dear friends in Christ, on this most holy day in which our Lord Jesus passed over from death to life, the Church invites her members, dispersed throughout the world, to gather in vigil and in prayer. For this is the Passover of the Lord, in which by hearing his word and celebrating his sacraments, we share in victory over death. Let us pray. O God, through your Son, you have bestowed upon your people the brightness of your light. Sanctify this new fire and grant that in this Paschal feast we may so burn with heavenly desires that with pure minds we may attain to the festival of everlasting light. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The light of Christ. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. Rejoice now, heavenly hosts and choirs of angels, and let your trumpets shout salvation for the victory of our mighty King. Rejoice and sing now all round the earth, bright with a glorious splendor, for darkness has been vanquished by our eternal King. Rejoice and be glad now, Mother Church, and let your holy courts in radiant light resound with the praises of your people. All you who stand near this marvelous and holy flame, pray with me to God Almighty for the grace to sing the worthy praises of this great light. Through Jesus Christ, his Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with him in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. The Lord be with you. Also with you. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It's right to give him thanks and praise. It is truly right and good always and everywhere with our whole heart and mind and voice to praise you, the invisible, almighty, and eternal God, and your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, for he is the true Paschal Lamb, who at the feast of the Passover paid for us the debt of Adam's sin, and by his blood delivered your faithful people. This is the day when you brought our fathers, the children of Israel, out of bondage in Egypt, and led them through the Red Sea on dry land. This is the day when all who believe in Christ are delivered from the gloom of sin and are restored to grace and holiness of life. This is the day when Christ broke the bonds of death and hell and rose victorious from the grave. How wonderful and beyond our knowing, O God, is your mercy and loving kindness to us, that to redeem a slave you gave a son. How holy is this day when wickedness is put to flight and sin is washed away. It restores innocence to the fallen and joy to those who mourn. It casts out pride and hatred and brings peace and concord. 
How blessed is this day when earth and heaven are joined and humans are reconciled to God. Holy Father, accept our sacrifice, the offering of this candle in your honor. May it shine continually to drive away darkness. May Christ, the morning star who knows no setting, find it ever burning. He who gives his light to all creation and who lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. Thanks, Dan. We're going to do a Patty Griffin song that's um, on our right, Seven Project. And um, it's um, a, a song that's really talking about love. And I think it's a song that shows the whimsical nature of a love that's accepting and that's redeeming and kind and caring. And uh, so the song has definitely some whimsical phrasing in it, um, but I think it's pretty easy to pick up on. It's fairly repetitive, so if you haven't heard it, join in as you get it. To the seaside, we can go out swimming in the high tide. Just wear your shorts and your long hair, and don't forget the long chair. Yeah, everybody's gone to the movies, everybody's gone and it's groovy. They went to the one about the big war I didn't seen it before, yeah But I guess I'm taking my chances Giving up the rain, throwing in my glove Yeah, I guess I'm taking my chances Trading in my things for a couple of wings On a little white dove If you wanna go on, be funky No need to talk like a hero Take a walk, count down to zero No sense defending your honor Just go on and kiss them if you wanna Everything before is gone Going somewhere And I guess I'm taking my chances Giving up the ring, throwing in my glove Yeah, well, I guess I'm taking my chances Trading in my things for a couple of wings on a little white dove
seaside We can go out swimming in the high tide Everybody's gone to the movies Everybody's gone, it's groovy One big love Do like a monkey If you wanna go on, be funky One big love Yeah, well, no need to talk like a hero Take a walk and count down to zero Defending your honor Just go on and kiss them if you wanna One big love One big love One big love Yeah, one big love One big love One big Hi everybody, I'm Tim, and happy Easter. I'll extend that same greeting from Dan to you again. It's been a good day in the life of Emmaus Way. It's great to see uh, so many of you here tonight. Uh, Larry, good to have you back. You've, uh, how many sermons have you preached today already? None, so that's fantastic. Larry uh, is a... Uh, a part of Emmaus Way, but uh, makes his living uh, doing interim pastorships, and he's been in Danville for almost a year now, is that right? With Good to see you. It's good news to have you with us. This morning we had a baptism, which was really fun. Keenan, my uh, 11th grade son, was baptized. It was uh, just exciting to do that on uh, Easter morning. We we're in the Eno River. Uh, no snakes. Uh, I guess it's too early for that. And, uh, but, uh, and it was not overwhelmingly cold, though you may have to ask, ask Keenan about that. But uh, one of the things that's, that's powerful about baptism and Easter, and, and of course that was the tradition of the church, is joining those on that same day, is the recognition that what we're celebrating is, is new creation. Uh, sometimes we minimize the gospel by just talking about what God does to us personally, but we gather in hope today, not with the realization certainly that God overwhelms, changes, compels our lives, but that God is redeeming and recreating this world around us. And we also gather in Easter with the anticipation that that work of God is something that we participate in, which is an amazing privilege, but also a work that becomes complete at some point in time. And so this is the day when so many days we might have sat around and thought, you know, there's a, a reality that perhaps God is doing something, but in my personal life in this moment, in this time, I, I'm not entirely sure what that is, but Easter celebrates a time of God not only intruding in our world, but uh, uh, being, uh, being resurrected and, and uh, demonstrating with power the ultimate outcome of God's work. So it's an exciting day. It's one that uh, uh, people are gathered all over the world uh, celebrating this day and the recognition of, of Christ's work. So again, happy Easter to you. A few quick things that are coming up next Sunday, we'll have a, a special tradition as a part of our worship gathering, is that we will be uh, dedicating at, at least a couple of children. Is that right, Amy? 
three so far. So if, if you have a child that you would like to be uh, dedicated as a, a kind of part of this community, it's also a great Sunday for us that we get to kind of remind ourselves the, the full extent of our community and the possibilities of that. And so uh, we're like delighted. And, and, and you have a, a child being dedicated. Mr. Eli is a part of that. So I talked to him today. He seemed pretty fired up. So anyway. <laughs> um, the rest of you will have to help me out. One thing I do know that's coming up in early May is a Durham Can Delegates Assembly. So um, Dan or others will keep us posted on that. That's like maybe the first Thursday in May, I think May 3rd or so. But any other reminders that I have forgotten tonight that, that you need to... Oh, yes, Denise. Um, you're Thank you, Denise. We have had a tradition on our Easter gatherings to do a couple of things. One is to accentuate light, and so often we fill the room with candles. It depends on kind of the, the timing of Easter uh, with the time change. We're all, uh, always kind of well lit. But Denise, for I think every year in the life of our community, has been uh, bringing in flowers and, and plants and things that are a sign of new life. And it's one of the best parts of Easter is taking something home that, uh, that grows and lives. So thank you, Denise, for doing that. Uh, so faithfully. Um, Lisa, uh, if you would, after our potluck, after we gather for a meal, if you would take your chair that you're sitting in at the very end before you go home and put that away. That way, uh, cleanup is, is fast and everybody can get home timely. Um, that would be a great help. Fantastic. Well, again, I wish you all a happy Easter. And before we kind of gather and sing together, one of my favorite uh, kind of musical uh, weeks of the year is just the sense of, of singing songs that just immerse us in God's hope. But I want to give you a second to stand up. Uh, greet the people around you. Amy did a great sermon a couple weeks ago on peace. And in some ways, the scriptures talk about two things, rest and peace. And Easter is the Sunday that we uh, kind of exist as a community with the most sense of assuredness that not only do we rest and exist in God's peace, but we're, we're expecting that more fully. So stand up and greet each other. If you're around somebody that you don't know, introduce yourself. Otherwise, offer them the peace of Christ. And in about uh, two minutes, Wade and the, the band will uh, continue us with... With, uh, with the, the final songs. Hey, y'all, please uh, make your way back to your seats. We're going to do uh, some songs to hopefully care for you guys, give you a sense of God's love and care, and uh, uh, also encourage you in your care for each other. And we'll certainly continue our conversations. So Mimi sent me this song a while ago, and I'm uh, sorry to say we haven't dived into this song earlier, but it's a beautiful song, and uh, many of you have probably heard Adele's version, and uh, it's a Bob Dylan tune that's really, uh, I think, a beautiful song of love and grace, and uh, so if you guys will sing this with us, we'd really enjoy it.
When the rain is blowing in your face And the whole world is on your case I could offer you a warm embrace To make you feel my love the evening shadows and the stars There's no one there to dry your tears I could hold you for a million years To make you feel my love No, you haven't made your mind up yet I would never do you wrong From the moment that we met But out of my mind where you belong I'd go hungry, I'd go black and blue I'd go crawling down the avenue There's nothing that I wouldn't do To make you feel my love Make your dreams come true There's nothing that I wouldn't do Go to the ends of the earth for you To make you feel my love To make you feel my To make you feel my love
Lived a good life, lived a sweet life Had the sun on my face Have fallen to my knees and been amazed I have walked beneath the brilliance of a perfect sky Oh, I am the same Lived a good life, lived a sweet life Oh, I've had a beautiful friend I am breathless from the mercy of a smile And I am standing on the brink of the most perfect love Oh, I am
We've been working on a new um, Right 7 uh, Part 2 um, songs that we've done here that we're recording on. And uh, we've got four songs complete, and we'd like to do a full project like we did last time. We're kind of looking at gathering up funds. And so uh, one of the things I wanted to do tonight, I, I brought them. I'll play the songs that are done so far um, for you um, over the PA. And then uh, wanted to let you know that... Um, for those of you who'd like to get a copy of them, uh, we're not going to sell them yet till we've done the complete project, but you can email me. I'll be glad to email you the songs. Um, and uh, so I just want to let you know that there are ongoing musical projects here at Amazeway that we're trying to give you kind of musical liturgy to live with. And uh, anyway, here's another one that uh, many of you have mentioned enjoying. And uh, it's a uh, traditional that we've kind of rewritten the music to. And so... Uh, Join me in uh, Oh the Deep Deep Love. If I get a. There's something that sounds more to
Ladies and gentlemen, Sarah, how many uh, worship gatherings have you played today? This is number three, this is number three so you're, you're going at it. Uh, Dale, maybe you too as well? Uh, yeah. So anyway, hey, I have a prayer for us on Easter before I um, introduce the table. And you can embrace this as a prayer for you or, or someone else. But I was thinking, and one of the things that... Um, I really appreciated about our music. It's been a tradition, uh, Wade, on Easter, is the kind of the cosmic nature, the, the scale of God's love. And, you know, one of the things that I was always struggled with as a, as a person of faith was this, as I perceived it, a command to, in some ways, perform for God's love. And, I, you know, I look around the room, and there's a lot of really talented people around this room that, that I'm sure somewhere got the message between, you know, age 3 and 10 or 12 that uh, if you did things really well, rewards would, would come to you. And I certainly, I don't know why I translated that into my own sense of faith, that in some ways if I could perform well enough, God's love would be present and evident to me. And the flip side of that was kind of a, another kind of part of my gospel was a, a gospel of piety. And it was one this idea that if I could not just accomplish enough, but if I could be good enough, if I could be pious enough. And, and of course, that failed every day, every moment. I have vivid recollections of high school, college, beyond, kind of going, man, this day is barely going. And the, the myth of piety is long gone today, so to speak. And so one of the things that I, I really appreciate about both the song Saved and, and the Deep, Deep Love is this recognition that we're not locked into this performance for goals and achievement or a performance of piety to in some ways uh, receive or be a part of God's love. And if anything, Easter reminds us that the love of God is so overwhelming, it, it can't be stopped, it can't be initiated, it, it can only be uh, not only participated in, but the image here is of billowing seas, that God's love and God's redemption though we don't always see it, is heading toward a destination. And we're privileged to live in it. We're privileged to breathe in it. Uh, so that's my prayer for us. And I want to pray for just a moment that we might truly experience the, 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 the scale of God's love and that we might see it present in our world, see it intimately in our friendships and our relationships, the, the, the spaces of life that mean a lot to us, but also to see it on a, a larger scale, a scale of justice, a scale of hope, a, a scale of God's salvation for this world. So let me pray for us. Lord, indeed, we 
pray as people who have sought you, who desire to know you, uh, who desire to experience your love. But so many times we have reduced that to just the smallest of the small. And even more so, we've reduced it to our own actions, our own uh, merit for that love. May that sense of perfection or piety or performance, any of those things, be overwhelmed today as we celebrate Easter. May we be uh, deeply aware as a people that you have have secured uh, the redemption, not only of ourselves, but of this world through your, your death and through your resurrection. And may we live in this Easter season in a resurrected faith as a community that lives and breathes resurrection. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. You know, one of the things I did want to say as well today is that context matter a whole lot. For example, think about the difference between a breakfast. Wake up in the morning and it's the breakfast before a day in which you are really, really nervous. So maybe you've got like a dental procedure that, the, that they've said, you know, this is going to hurt a little bit. Or you've got a job interview or you're being evaluated in some way. Maybe you're, you're hearing about an application. Those days when I have a breakfast before, or maybe it's a day where you look in your calendar and you go, oh my gosh, I have three or four meetings that don't look so great. And in fact, that one right there on my calendar. I might just get yelled at the whole time. And those type of breakfasts when I wake up are ones where you just kind of pick at your food and no matter what it is, I mean, it just isn't that great. Compare that to a breakfast when you wake up and it's a day of vacation and you realize, you know what, I don't have anything really to do today. My goal for this day is to accomplish nothing. Now those, it might be the very same food, but those are two incredibly different circumstances. Um, One could study the whole narrative of the scriptures from the perspective of meals and of food. And imagine that how many times as we read in the Gospels, these feasts that Jesus spoke in, these moments when he taught, were often tense, adversarial moments. That feeling you have in a dinner party when there's tension between two people in the room and you don't know whether to speak up or just let it happen. And Jesus did that so many times where he challenged his host or challenged the people at the table with a a story that in some ways countermanded their view of reality or he sought to provide for people and the people around him said you can't do that there's not enough food to go around don't invite all those scrubs to dinner there's 5,000 of them these were maybe kind of tense feasts I don't know if you're southern enough but the greatest and most unforgivable sin of my childhood was to host a meal and not have enough food I mean that that was worth you know some horrible act of of self-abuse of that happened and a lot of Jesus's moments were moments like that where he was trying to set a table that the world wasn't ready to experience and eat. And even that final supper, the one that we celebrated with Maundy Thursday and the Tenebrae, was a, a moment of, of intensity. I mean, there you are, this beloved leader who says, here I am among my friends, and one of you is going to betray me uh, this very evening. Now that's an awkward moment. There's not enough people in the room. It's not a, a gathering of 500 people. Everybody's looking at people and saying, is it Laura? No, I don't think it's Laura. It could be Denise. 
I don't know about Denise. Amber's got a smirk. It could be, you know, I mean, it's an awkward moment. It's a terribly awkward moment. And that was this feast that stood on the front door. That was the context of Jesus's um, final meal before his crucifixion. And then imagine on the other side, a, a banquet feast of the gathered disciples who have seen the risen Lord. And they understand this wasn't like a ghost sighting. This was a changing of the whole status of the world that death had been defeated and that God's kingdom was coming amongst them, small at first, but certainly a cavalcade of God's grace and mercy. And what did they do? They encoded that feast as they remembered Jesus' words to worship in the meal, and they did it all the time. And they began to eat in great feasts, their gatherings and their meals. Some of them were so festive that drunkenness and food and all sorts of things were happening in them, but they understood that the context of the meal had changed uh, dramatically. It could never go back. In fact, they fought for that meal. They fought for a meal that did not exclude Gentiles or Jews or men or women. The table that they set on the other side of the resurrection was free from a lot of the fears, though it was hard work. They did it every week with the recognition that the context had changed dramatically. And today, as I invite you to our meal, and for us, many of you know, for Easter, we do a Eucharistic meal instead of the bread and the, uh, and the wine, which are, are, are wonderfully ample experiences of God's grace and mercy. On Easter, we have a, a banquet of, of food set before us, and it is our Eucharistic feast. And we're eating it in the context of the liturgical year where we've left the darkness, which was really great. We, we did an outdoor Monday Thursday as the light was fading and the, the storm was rolling in. We've left that moment for a glorious Sunday of light and sun and flowers in the room and, and, and the context has changed dramatically. So I invite you to this table to, to eat and to drink with the recognition that we are inhabiting the story of Jesus Christ. Uh, this day we're inhabiting the resurrection of Christ and we're hab- inhabiting as persons who recognize fully that God's spirit is with us, it's around us, it's in us, and that we are being invited into a resurrection hope and a resurrection life. So I encourage you tonight to eat and drink. If you want to, say to yourself or even someone around you that this is a reminder, this is the body and blood of Jesus Christ that was broken for us, it was shed for us, and it was broken and shed for new life that we experience now. So on this day of baptism, of Easter, of a Eucharistic meal, uh, this community, for an evening at least, may we be overwhelmed with the sense that we experience the new life of Christ that we live into the resurrection of Christ. Um, Before we gather at the table, I think we're going to do one song of benediction. And then uh, please please join us at the table and join us at the feast. And like Amy said, we on Easter like to minimize kind of task assignments. So uh, don't forget about the chairs as well. But welcome to the feast. Let this song wash over you, be your shelter, or join in it as you like. We'll all rise. You gave it all up for a dream, but fate proved unkind to lock the door and leave no key. You're 
May this meal be your body and blood to us. May it indeed be um, a feast of hope. Uh, if those who have gathered today have brought burdens or fears or frustrations, may they experience those around them that love them. May those 
those burdens that have been brought at least be put in context of your great mercy and love and your plan of redemption for this world. Uh, may we also gather around this table in joy. May we be deeply aware and deeply grateful uh, for your mercy, for your love, and that love that's exhibited by those who uh, walk in your name and, and, and speak with your voice. Uh, may we come to the table today with a sense of both your mercy and experience your joy. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. You are welcome to the table. Your struggle with darkness has left you blind. I'll light the fire in your eyes. Let me be a shelter, shelter from the storm outside. Be a shelter, shelter. From the endless night, let me be a shelter, 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 shelter.